Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Reactionaries Podcast. My name is Jeff Griscom. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Joe Gruen. Joe, are you familiar with the saying, if you're young and a liberal, you have no heart, but if you're old and a conservative, you have no brain? Uh, have you heard that before? Yeah, checks out. <laughs> or if you don't, yeah. But what if I told you that it should be, if you're young and you don't accidentally make two communist propaganda movies, you have no heart. And when you're old, if you don't stand for the flag, you have no brain. Because that's the light, that's the career path and life path of one Mr. Ronald Marchini. Yes, it is. <laughs> so this week's movie is, it's called Jungle Wolf, but I'm going to respect this movie. I'm going to call it by its Christian name, its full name, which is Forgotten Warrior, U.S. Warrior 2, Jungle Wolf. The sequel go. to last week's movie, second movie, third movie in Martini Madness, Joe. Yeah, two colons in that in that title. That's right. Uh, kind of how I, I don't know. There's a poop joke in there. But yeah, I lost yeah. It. <laughs> it's a hard one. Yeah, I lost it. So, um, so this one is the actual second Steve Parrish movie. We thought that uh, Ninja Warriors was going to be uh, a Steve Parrish movie, but he's just named Steve in that movie. That's true. Yeah, but so I am Joe. assuming it is Steve Parrish because they oh, both yeah. were yellow at times. Yeah. Joe, we are we need to talk about yellow when we get to the point. Our old friend came back. Our old friend came back, and I was so excited. Brighter and louder than ever, and as and as immaculate as all get out. Yes. So, Joe, Forgotten Warrior, U.S. Warrior Two, Jungle Wolf. The last time we saw Steve Parrish, he had. Lost his entire village, mm -hmm. lost his wife. Yep. He said Vietnam was my home. Almost blew up his kid. <laughs> almost blew up his kid, and he had a half Vietnamese son without a name. Yes. So that's where we last left Steve Parrish. Where do mm -hmm. we pick up with Steve Parrish? Uh, we pick up in 1986. The one same year, year later. <laughs> <laughs> the same year, yes. Directed by Charlie Odonez. I think is the name of the director. And we open Jeff with I Steve. I was so excited. <laughs> with Ron Marchini narration. Really some karate cop vibes going on. Uh -huh. uh, some torn up old fishnets. Mm -hmm. uh, and immediately, right, excitement, right? You're like, this is Marchini. This is a Marchini movie. I was so happy. Uh, he says, they trained me for the Vietnam War to fight for my country, to survive in the jungle. Now it's peacetime, and I'm home. But I know, the jungle is waiting. Jungle Wolf with a, a scream. stock screaming. <laughs> a stock scream. <laughs> Joe, not only is Jungle Book Jungle, the jungle waiting, Snaker is too. Yes, Snaker will, will be there. waiting. Snaker be waiting. And, and uh, yeah, I wrote Scream Over Jungle Wolf, and Joe... Remember when we were talking, we were like, every movie starts with a cityscape. Even movies that, jokingly, we said, even movies that take place mostly in a jungle on this podcast, they <laughs> well, all start with a cityscape. Joe, <laughs> how do we start uh, Jungle Wolf? We start with a cityscape. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely downtown Stockton, but I think they're going for like LA or something, right? Yeah, something like that. Or no, they're going for someplace in Central America. No, they're they're going for so we find out this is basically El Salvador. El Salvador is that this word? is basic this is San Sebastian, but it's they give coordinates and I just looked them up and it's El Salvador. And this is this is what we did all over Central America. 
Right. Where we're like, we're like, wait, why are Americans fighting Americans? It's like, well, these Americans want to do what the FBI wants to do. And these Americans want to do what the CIA wants to do. So yeah. they're, they're fighting now. Jeff, I am thoroughly confused, like throughout this movie of what the sides are, what they're fighting about, what's going on. I just oh, know. I know, I know the in sides. Central America. Okay. I know the sides. I got it. If, when you get confused and we get to the point, I can sort it all out for you. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll tip you off. But first he says, more narration, right? So they couldn't fit all the... You know, a good movie can do narration into a, a uh, title screen, but then they don't normally go back to narration. Well, Joe, you said a good movie will do that. A great movie will just narrate all around the title screen and at random right. points in the movie, too. Right. You'll think he's talking about a character, but then he will address that character in the third person. You're like, wait a second. Right. I thought You'll there... think he's talking to somebody, and then you yeah. realize, no, wait, he's talking to us. He's talking to me. <laughs> um, there is a city. This is him narrating. There's a city in Central America that borders on a large jungle. Things are usually peaceful there until the animals come out. Joe, I wager that that's most cities in Central America are near a jungle. Right. <laughs> That's kind of the deal. They're rel- relatively, you know, they didn't build fucking concrete jungles all over the place. They kept it kind of natural. Exactly. Uh, we see a friar entering a military base. Or a Jedi. Or a Jedi. Who knows? It's definitely um, one of the two. And you think, okay, this means something. Because they're like, hey, friar. Hey, how you doing? He walks in. Why is a friar going into a military base? Do we get answers? We, we do find not. out later. No, we do find out later. Oh, we do? Because oh. this is, yeah, the friar is one of the bad guys. Well, I'll tell you when he pops up again. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because right following him is a woman who's scolding a kid for being out too late, and it's like the middle of the day. Well, the kid's <laughs> curfew like... is 10 a.m. It's like the brightest point of the day. And she's like, what are you doing out so late? This is ridiculous. You need to be home to take care of your 28-year-old mother. <laughs> um, immediately switches the dubbed voice when the camera zooms in. Did you notice that? Like her voice went from someone's voice to someone completely different. Yeah, there's a lot of dubbing in this and uh, none of it is good. None of it's consistent. Uh, the army guy injects himself who's guarding the post. He injects himself into the situation and says it's a beautiful day for some sexual harassment. Yeah, that's pretty much what he says. I, for, well, I forget the exact words, but he's like, it's such a beautiful day to, like, like lay down. Like, I don't Have know. Sex. <laughs> Have sex. Have <laughs> like, sex. Make love. Yeah. Why spend the day yelling at your kid? Oh, you he can... said, why make war when you can make love? It's such a beautiful day. That's ah, what it was. Okay. She responds <laughs> <laughs> with... With maybe, oh no, first the kid runs into the army base and nobody stops him, right? No. This like, they just let him go. <laughs> if American Sniper was here, he would have shot that kid. If of Chris course. Kyle was here, he would have sniped that child. You don't let it, you don't let them breach the fence. Or Steve um, Harvey, if you're familiar with the Steve Dunn shot the baby joke. No, I don't. Oh, God, Joe. <laughs> it's a joke about how he'd be terrible in Iraq because he would freak out and do war crimes everywhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... So they just let him run in, and the woman t- gives maybe one of the worst delivered lines I've ever heard. She's like, I thank you if you mind your own business. <laughs> Joe, this woman, this is also the only thing she's ever acted in, by the way. Clearly. 
she is in scenes with Ron Martini, and I'm like, Ron Martini isn't the worst actor in this scene. And Not Ron Martini close. is dreadful. <laughs> Not even close. Dude, there's a scene where she kisses him the way he kissed my Lund. Remember how, like, disturbing that was? Yeah. But her kisses are, like, worse than his. So, like, he doesn't even know how to respond. He's, like, curling up in a ball. <laughs> like, like he's, he's getting like, raped. <laughs> she, he, the way, well... We'll get to that point, but when she like crawls up on him, it's like when I'm laying on the ground and my dog will come up and like put her nuzzle, her muzzle like in my neck, and I'm like, stop! Like that's Dude, that was how it looked a, and felt. It's a me too moment. Like <laughs> Ron Martini got me tooed by this yeah. girl. Um, army guys laugh at her hilarious scowl because she like curls her lips out, and she's like, she looks tough. She's trying to look tough, Joe, in her yeah. wedding dress. Right. Um, the woman draws a giant silencer equipped pistol out of her leg, like her thigh. Well, she's uh, got a holster. It's, it's, a holster like yeah, it's not just like in her leg, but like, it's like on the side of her leg, but this gun is huge. I can't overplay. It's, it's like it's, the length of her thigh. It's like the length of her kid. <laughs> yeah. It's huge. Um, and then she points it at them and we find out the kid was in on it the whole time. Yeah. Which is he's, wild. he's a commie rebel. Just he's like, an yeah, he's like an essential character in these plans to like storm army bases. Um, the truck pulls up, or a, a truck pulls up. A bunch of fake army guys hop out. The real army guys get shuttled in, along with the woman and the kid. Okay, mm-hmm. so we cut to a scene with Mr. Conover, who is talking to. I thought it was the army captain, but it could be the host of this show, this TV show. I had him as just like ambassador security, like ambassador security, like general guys. But real quick, Joe, you yeah. so so when they loaded the troops into the truck and mm-hmm. then they, they did the classic thing where they they smacked the back of the truck to tell the truck to go. Um, right. I, I think a one take Marcini screwed this up because the truck almost runs over the guys who were helping them load the truck because the guy accidentally had it in reverse. The fake army guys. Yeah. 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 It almost so, kills both of them. Yeah. Yeah. It almost runs them over. And, you know, old one mate take Martini was like, yeah, it's fine. Nobody died. He's like, this isn't a Jackie Chan production. Nobody died. Let's keep rolling. Right. Um, so, yeah. Then we cut to the scene with Mr. Conover or Agent Conover, I should say. And he's lecturing the either the army captain of security, because I think he calls him captain. Yeah. Uh, basically about the lack of security at this TV station. And the captain pushes back, clearly unaware that a small child and a woman who can't act just breached his defenses. Also a monk. Like there's this whole there's this whole ruse and the woman could have just pretended to be a monk that you could just walk right in if you're a monk. If you have a robe. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yes, the U.S. ambassador arrives and uh, more bandits break in, which the the bandits are they show up in the same truck. They just sent the other people off in like it's <laughs> it's, it's literally the same truck It's just down the block. They're like yeah. hanging out there and then they drop off and load up. I feel like they could have dropped off all of the bad guys at once, not two. And then right. everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, what's the point of that? It's a yeah. whole, like, you can fit more than two guys back there. Yeah. Um, but then they all start, like, flowing out of this thing like a, it's a clown car or something. There's, like, 20 of them that pop out. Um, are we already in April? U.S. Ambassador gives TV press conference revealing he's there to report on the guerrilla activity in the area. Hey, April, A-P-E-R-I-L, coming soon <laughs> to the Reactionaries podcast. But, Joe, 
he the ambassador there to do military reconnaissance? Yeah, I, I, I really feel like that that's not an ambassador's job. It's not because this is right the mo- at the moment I'm thinking, what do ambassadors do again? I always have to <laughs> remind myself and I realize they're just messengers for the president or like yeah, real politicians just, at home. Yeah, they're just like they're they're there to be like representatives yeah just representatives like the arm of the the u.s government it'd be like you know um well like woody johnson the owner of the jets was our ambassador to i think germany yeah they always give it like actors and shit they're not real trained individuals it's a a glamour position but ambassador worthington which this guy's accent i thought his name was ambassador washington at first that's what i thought it was (laughs) and then marchini started calling him worthington i'm like wait does he not know this guy's name (laughs) i went back because i didn't leave i didn't put it past martini to just be like all right his name's worthington now (laughs) it sounds like washington though right for this whole first scene yeah but then yeah the cowboy and the bride show up that's what i called him Cowboy and the bride? Is that what you said? Yeah, bride's Maria, but she's wearing like a oh. really white, like kind of frilly dress. So I thought right. I, I called her the bride. Yeah, because this is when the rebels break into the building. They start shooting everyone. The ambassador and Conover try to escape. Like Conover drags the ambassador down this hallway. The ambassador then eventually gets, they get outside. He hops into a limo, but it drives off without Conover. Which Conover just gets gently bumped in the arm. And right. just goes flying. Like, the, they just open the door into his arm, and he's just like, ah, just goes flying yeah. backwards. Which, this is crack security. And Joe, I said I told you when the monk would come into play. So when the cow, when when the guys are going down into in the hallway, the TV studio hallway, at one point, the monk is just, like, bent, hunched over. Like, a monk wouldn't be there, but he's just, like, got the robes on, and a guy walks past him, and he pulls out his gun and shoots him in the back. Ah, so the monk does come into play. Also, they shoot a guard that's carrying his lunch or urine samples. He's carrying <laughs> a tray of something, and I'm not sure what. Is it liquid in those little Dixie cups? It could be. It could be uh, Jello shots. Like for, they were going to celebrate the ambassador being there. Nice. But I love they drag the ambassador out. But the cameraman, like everybody's running, but the cameraman stays and tracks the ambassador because they show, which is actually kind of a cool shot. They show the ambassador getting pulled out from a monitor in this control room. But the mm-hmm. camera is moving, which implies that the cameraman is there. He's just, just following the situation. He's like, following. there's like a guy like behind him going, roll it. Keep rolling, keep rolling, keep rolling. Keep rolling. Um, yes. So this is where we see the woman who's inside from before, uh, or the bride, as you call her, pointing the gun. And a dead man with a hair lip sitting right next to the ambassador. This is this is the first moment I laughed out loud because you could tell that they were trying to make it look like he was shot in the face. But the makeup sucks so bad that it's just a little line right where a hair lip would be, like a walking yeah. Phoenix hair lip. So he just looks like a sleeping hair lip guy. I'm wondering if this was Michael Bristow. I think it could be, which is hilarious because yeah. it means he has no lines. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's got a credit. And uh, that is, if you've listened to our last episode, that's Snaker. Yes. Snaker be waiting. It's Snaker Michael Bristow. Snaker be waiting. Yeah. That's great, actually. If they were like, you know, he did his job so well in this movie. that He just sat there and played dead so well that we have to give him lines the next chance we do. We get Joe, I promise you Michael Bristow did more than that. I promise you that. We will get to it. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Um... So we get the rebel leader who captures Senor Romero, 
who's the host of this TV show that's uh, running out of this station. Mm-hmm. And he sends a message out on this show and announces the capture of the U.S. ambassador and demands a trade for their imprisoned leader, a man by the name of Zapian or yes. Zapian? Isidro Sapien. Sapien. Mm-hmm. Within 72 hours or the ambassador will be killed. Mm-hmm. And this guy, oh my God, this actor, the cowboy, Joe, I know you're not a Star Trek fan, but have you seen Wrath of Khan? Yes, I think I have, yeah. He went to the Ricardo Montalban as Khan School of Acting. Yeah. Because he's just screaming randomly. He's doing what I can only describe as whisper screaming. We do not bluff. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like screaming, screaming energy, but with a whisper. Yeah, he also delivers his lines really, like, splotchy. Like, he in yeah. chunks. It's, like, really hard. It's not that his accent is all that hard to understand. It's just that his cadence makes yeah. it hard for it to understand anything he's saying. And that's the Ricardo Montalban special, is his cadence is just what makes it. You're just like, what are you <gasps> saying? What the fuck did he say? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had, to, um, I, had to, I had to look up the Dutch subtitles to figure out that he said, we do not bluff. <laughs> like, yeah. I looked up the Dutch subtitles to figure out that that's what he said. Well, hopefully you looked up what he said to Maria at the end or toward the end when he's like telling her to like remember what they fought for, or, like explaining why he kills this one guy. Oh, yeah. I, I, I won't that. give it away. But like I couldn't understand anything he was saying. And he goes on for like six lines. Um, OK, so we have this. Is, we cut to a great scene. Parrish's son. Well, it's, it's, it's a plane, a single person plane flying through the air. Mm hmm all rainbowed out and stuff like it's orange and yellow and like sunset colors but like it looks it looks like it's like almost like they're trying to it's hard to describe it looks like what a plane from the 80s should look like exactly if you told someone 80s plane that's exactly what like a fucking like they made a trofeo into a plane (laughs) it it's got Five, I'm looking at it right now. Four colors, but the colors, the straight, they're straight lines down the side. Yes. But actually, the front of it, yeah, it's shaped like a bird. Yep. <laughs> Just absolutely incredible. Yeah. And so what I called him was Son Son Martini before we learned his name. Son of Martini. He calls yeah. him and uh, calls him over the CB radio, which is yeah. wild. Like, which implies like... this kid is ground control for this like this right. flight that Ron Martini's taking. He's like breaker, breaker. Can I uh, can I have a juice box? He's like, son. 10-4, little buddy. 10-4. Uh, I love it because he's calling him while he's flying the plane to tell him someone's there to see him, which is just like, who who does that? Is this kid in charge? That's what I want to know. Is this kid in charge on the ground? And then Parrish says he'll be there in a few minutes, which is ludicrous because he's <laughs> up in the sky. He's flying. He's he's at the peak. He's not descending. He's yeah. just up in the sky right now. Yeah, I'll be there in a few minutes. I was like, I remember I like basically just like said out loud bullshit at my <laughs> TV. And then he he just has to do some uh, sweet flips and barrel rolls first. I call it a middling gun. You've got Top Gun and then you've got Middle Gun. So he's yeah. like he's like Middle Gun. They're not bad. He has one move where it's just he's straight. And then he turns it 24 degree, like he's flips he wobbles vertical, the and then he flips upside down, and then he flips the other way, and then he's back to normal. And it's yeah. just like, that's not a trick. <laughs> it's just like sneezing while you're flying. <laughs> right, that is the most spastic trick ever. Um, 
We get, but you know what makes the scene? Uh, we his half Vietnamese son. That, but also we get forgotten warrior <laughs> in the background, which will be my wedding song. You can count on that. <laughs> Joe, this song is called Back in Action. It is back, an ori- back in action. It is an original song for the soundtrack. Did you listen to the words? Yes. <laughs> it yes. sounded exactly like they were telling the story of Steve Parrish. Joe, that's because they were telling the story of Steve Parrish. The song was written by Michael E. Bristow. Who this is? This is a snaker. Oh, this is a snaker production? <laughs> snaker wrote this song. Did he sing it? I think so. Dude, that is killer. <laughs> I told song. you, I promise you he does more. And you will hear this song in its entirety at the end of the episode. Yes. I'm not even fading it in. It is going to, the full glory of this song is going to be at the end of the episode. This is the best song we've covered yet. This song ruled. Um, That makes me so happy. And they keep bringing it, they loved it too, because they keep bringing it back. <laughs> three times. The song is in the movie at least three times. But at the thing least. is. Two of yeah. them are montages of gear, like gearing up. <laughs> yeah. But this one is great because the, the lines are forgotten warrior. They left him behind. Can he take that chance again? <laughs> Ask for a reason. And then he kind of mumbled. Can he face those odds again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and back in action, he's fighting for their lives. Back in action, he's got the will to survive. That's our chorus. Yep. And then he paid his dues in Vietnam. Must he go through hell again? <laughs> Ghosts of the past flash by his eyes, which, yes, yes. there's 10 minutes of this movie that is just the last movie. Ghosts of the past flash by his eyes. Must he see them all again? Dude, I like to think, now that I know that Snaker made this, I like to, because at first I thought maybe it's something they like ripped off from somebody who just would never find out. But now that I know that Snaker made this, I like to think Snaker wrote this song and then like him and Marcini were like smoking weed one day and he listened Joe, to this. Ron Marcini would never do that. Made a movie. He's just like, you told a story that I need to tell on screen now. But like the second Steve Parrish movie was because of this song. They worked yeah. backwards from a song. Right. Right. Cause it's, you're right. It follows the formula. Exactly. Like everything yeah. he talks about is happening in the movie. It's, it's, it's one step above the Montar song. The uh, from South Park and Team America. Well, or it's like a basketball song where he's like driving to the airport. And yes. He's like, Look out ahead. There's a truck changing lanes. <laughs> yeah. Or what's what's another narrative song? Um, the song from the end of uh, Pick a Destiny, where he's narrating breaking into the the facility. Yes. Yeah. 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 Same deal. Same, same deal. Same yeah. Deal. But this is played completely straight. <laughs> Um, Parrish's half Vietnamese, 100% Nazi clone son watches from the ground as his father wastes immense amounts of time. Blonde hair, blue eyed, half Vietnamese son named Zach. No C. This kid, his name is Z-A-K. Z-A-K. <laughs> and he's Zig Hiles. Not he really. He's Zig really. Hiles, but then he salutes. Uh, he does the Lord Ingram where he does the Zig Hiles into wave. The Laura Ingram, yeah. Laura Ingram, she like caught herself. He does that move. Yeah, well, but even he, that's how you know he's the son of Steve Parrish. He can't even decide what side he's on. Yeah, <laughs> that's a Steve Parrish special. Um, 
Steve Parrish has an even brighter yellow jacket this time around. This is like ostentatiously yellow. This dude loves yellow. He loves yellow. It's absurd because he's supposed to be like it's a the perfect camouflage. He, he's, he's it's like the Gordon's fisherman. Like that's what. He, yeah. <laughs> yellow. <laughs> like it's, this dude's on a fish stick box. Right. If you, dude, if you are trying to blend in to a jungle setting, <laughs> there's one color you look for, and that's yellow. the color of caution. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a theory later on about why he wears yellow. I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory. Yeah. Uh, government agent tells Parrish, some government agent is the guy who came to see him at the landing strip, tells Parrish about the ambassador named Porter Washington. Which is, I heard. No, I reject that name. I'm sorry. Uh, well, so does Steve Marchini, because, <laughs> or Ron Marchini. Um, so he tells him that the president will send troops in if Parrish doesn't go after Porter Washington. Uh, Parrish says another Vietnam. And I say, not really. <laughs> no, not another Vietnam, Ron. Just, not even close. It's a rescue mission. That, I like to think that everything that goes wrong, he's like another Vietnam. Like right. he, he's got to go to a parent teacher conference and he's like another Vietnam. Or he fills a, a bowl of cereal and there's just a little milk left. Doesn't fill the bowl. He's like another Vietnam. <laughs> But, Joe, we have seen this guy before. Okay. This guy is, uh, he, he is Agent Hargrave. He's played by Alfred Burt. Okay. A.K.A. the Black Cop from Omega Cop. At the very beginning. Oh, yeah, and his crew. Yeah, and his crew. Nice. Yeah. Nice. There's only so many black people in Ron Marchini movies, so I was, for a second I thought you were going to say the guy who's camping. <laughs> No, but he's he also has huge uh, Argyle vibes from Die Hard. Yeah, a little bit. Like yeah. he's like Argyle's older brother. Right, right. Yeah, and yeah. I say that because he's a black man in sunglasses driving a, a sports uh, a limo or a yeah, town a car. Standard FBI FBI town car from back yeah, exactly. in the days. So, anyways, another Vietnam. Another yeah. Vietnam. I just love the way he says that. Uh, Parrish leaves his son for a few days in a trailer with Jim, quote Ninja, unquote. Ninja and I say. Ninja Jim. Wait, is that Ninja Jim really, you think? <laughs> no, because it was Ninja Tom, wasn't it? Oh, it was Ninja Tom, right. <laughs> we just right, called right. him N-Word Tom because of N-Word that's, Jim. That's right. Um, and I say he moved on from Kevin pretty quickly. <laughs> like, yeah, he forgot about Kevin. All of Like, he did not care. Found this Jim guy. Well, he did his namaste, and then he <laughs> moved on. <laughs> it's time for healing. Um, His son, Zach... Seems surprisingly cool with all this, but also seems like he might have no idea what's happening. Like, it seems like maybe, and now we know, because you told me the same actor that does this, plays the kid who runs, it gets chased in Omega Cap, and also plays Cal. Cal and Karate Cop. Karate yeah. Cop. And I am very sure Cal is autistic, so I think this kid <laughs> might be autistic as well. This kid... He said, I love, there's an exchange in this movie that I wanted to put this movie up for best writing because he goes, dad, yeah, Zach, I love you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> that Nobody has ever said it like that in the history of mankind. Right. They would just you say, I love it, dad. <laughs> hey, hey, dad. dad. Hey, dad, can I talk to you real quick? Yeah, nobody just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, in case he thought it might be for someone else, <laughs> like the yeah. agent. 
<laughs> and I love he's like, all right, you're gonna stay with Jim. Bye. <laughs> yeah, in this trailer, it's yeah. like a trailer. And he just like walks off. He's just like, yeah. All right, kid. See, see you when I see you. And the kid is just kind of like cool. But then I think as he walks away, he kind of like puts his hand, head in his hands. Like, like, like this has happened a million times before. <laughs> the kid shakes his head. He's like, another Vietnam. Another. <laughs> Which is where I'm from, apparently. Yeah, apparently. The they. So I was like, when I saw Zach, I was like, so they're just going to ignore that his wife was Vietnamese and his, the kid. No. They, was it in, no. They acknowledge it fully that this and, kid is half Vietnamese, but he is Aryan. Yep. On, on, upon watching the trailer, I was not entirely convinced that was his son. Because I thought there's no way. There's no way they make him just this blonde kid. This kid is like 1938 Nazi propaganda blonde. Like he is just yeah. like Dude, this is this kid is leave it to beaver. Yeah. <laughs> with blonde hair. It's insane. But he's his half Vietnamese son. Right. Uh so which get, they fully acknowledge that he's half Vietnamese in this movie, Joe. They keep reminding you. Yeah. It's not because there is a moment where I'm thinking, well, maybe they just rewrote. Yeah. Maybe they realized that movie sucked dicks. <laughs> uh, what was it? Forgotten Warrior? And Forgot- they were just like... Uh, Joe, the Forgotten Warrior dash U.S. Warrior. U.S. Warrior. Please, please use their full... It's full. Use its Christian name. Use their God-given name. Um, I was like, well, maybe they just realized it sucked and they were like trying to rewrite the whole thing, right? Like, you know, like what happened with the Batman movies every once in a while where they make a bomb and they're yeah. like, okay, we got to rewrite the whole, t- the whole history of this from scratch. Or let's make the movie twice as long. <laughs> We'll get into that. <laughs> One of these days. Uh, so we got Parrish and Conover, and we convene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Parrish and Conover convene together, and then Parrish narrates his plan. The mission, this is him narrating. The mission, simple. Get Zapian out of prison and deliver him to Hernandez and his rebels in the jungle. After that, take Ambassador Worthing- Worthington. Worthington. <laughs> Let's stop. Full stop. <laughs> General Washington Patel. Yeah. Um, because we just heard him say Washington. That agent, and he's just like, nope, it's Worthington. Uh, it's Worthington now. To a designated clearing and airlift both of us out of there. The prison break? Simple, maybe. But nothing in the jungle, whether here or in Vietnam, ever goes as planned. Another Vietnam. <laughs> Another Vietnam. Joe. This... Yeah. This whole thing was made insanely complicated yeah. by Ron Marchini just being there. Because yeah. this, is, this is what we're dealing with. Okay, this is what we're dealing with. A, a We'll say communist. A communist rebel group led by Cowboy, which is Hernandez. But actually led by Zapian from prison. Well, I mean, well, it's, the, it's the, led the, by him now. The group of guerrillas who, 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 who did this whole, who, who started this whole thing was Hernandez. led by Hernandez. Right, right, right. They kidnapped the American ambassador. Their only ransom demand is to let their leader out of prison. Right. Which later there are major questions of why they're even bothering. Well, <laughs> when the thing happened, I was like, yeah. that's the most leftist revolution thing that's ever happened. <laughs> I was like, that's I was like, that's really on point with what would probably happen. He was so passionate about getting that thing done that he's like, get him out of prison. <laughs> that's my only demand. Yeah. But um, why is Ron Martini there? This can all be ha- just like half the movies we do where people go off script. You could just do this on script. Correct. Have the exchange and call you, it a right. day. The US government could just coordinate and be like, look, you gotta let Zapian go. 
Yeah, because the U.S. government, we'll find out, there's military guys there. just Leading the army. <laughs> yeah, just leading the army doing stuff. So it's like, there's, there's, there's no need for Ron Martini to do any of this. Right, right. Except some shadow. We don't know what group, who, we don't know who has called Ron Martini in. Okay, here's a question we haven't touched yet. Who has yet. called Ron Martini in? The president. The president. The president sent an agent directly to his airstrip. But the president would tell the military guy running the guys in San Sebastian to stand down. Not to shoot a child in the back, at least. Okay, Jeff, you want to get your fucking mind blown? Why are they going to Marcini for this when just a few years ago, <laughs> like like five, how old is this kid? Ten years? Ten years ago, let's say. He killed multiple americans that's what i want to know he was he's a traitor he should he be in a, prison he should have been was, hanged 10 years ago this is so this is from the from the u.s military perspective this is what they saw we sent a guy into vietnam to collect a prisoner of war that mm-hmm. prisoner of war had allied himself with the communist rebels and killed yep. everybody everyone and now he's just back in america <laughs> Now we just let him live here. Because yeah. what? What did he do in the last movie to earn that? <laughs> Joe, we've seen this before. Have we? Uh, Brian O'Connor. Fast and <laughs> Furious, that's he right. He gets to do whatever that he wants. That is right. He gets to pick whatever side he wants, and then he just gets promoted. Yeah, he just gets promoted. So this is, you know, this is, maybe this was Bilkin's first assignment. Joe. Yeah. Maybe the guy who picked him up. Young Bilkins. Young Bilkins. Yeah, yeah. And he he got together. in his superior's ear, or the yeah. president's ear, apparently, and was like, "Look, <laughs> I know this guy. He's I good." He hey called- Jeff, <laughs> I'll blow your mind even further. Zach maybe changes his name down the road because it's stupid to, to Brian. Oh, he's young Brian O'Connor. Oh my God, Joe. Yep. Because he's like, my dad just got away with whatever he wanted. He spent his whole life watching his dad just get away with anything. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. So it all it, it all ties together. But re- one thing we yeah. skipped is, uh, I just, just like to point out, 72 hours. They have 72 hours to get Zapian. Yes. Uh, they, they blow past it. Of course. <laughs> I'm not going to belabor the point. I just, I forgot about that. They just blow right past it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... I don't know why Ron Martini is there. I don't know who called Ron Martini in. And I don't know who is like funding this operation because it's like the, Oh, you know what? The, he works with Conover who works for the American ambassador. So the ambassador's office called him in. So here's doesn't know. I think Conover might be secret service. He has to be right. Cause they send secret service with ambassadors. So my guess is like, ambassadors get sent out with like the president's men so that's how the president ties into all this because like the president wants his ambassador back and he coordinates with conover and uh snaker agent snaker who's dead mm-hmm. now R. oh R. it's P. actually the diplomatic security service oh okay the the dss do you remember the dss yes i do that's yeah. uh the rock, rock. The that's rock, rock works baby. For the dss so that's who <laughs> protects ambassadors we're learning so much on this show it's like a uh, this is like a course in civics. civics <laughs> it, all, it all goes back to the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, Parrish and Conover are being followed by the general's men, who Conover thinks is the general's men. Turns out, I don't think it is, right? Or maybe it, it is. 
it's I think they're villain nuevas men, but I just know they love new wave simp pop. Yes, they do. <laughs> was... uh, they keep cutting back. It's like it from the uh, point of view or like of someone in the backseat of like Marchini's car, totally silent. And then it pops into their car and it's like 80s pop, baby. Yeah, it's like the Smiths, but they're happy. Like that's yep. the only way to describe it. <laughs> yep. Um, so one of the guys, uh, or no, Parrish gets dropped off. Parrish is like, pull over, drop me off. Uh, he's, in he's, this... he's sick of their nonsense. He's like, just let me out here. Let me out. And so Conover does. He drops him off in this flea market. And he ends up getting chased by these guys who were, tra- who were tailing him. One of the guys smashes into a woman's fruit cart. And then pulls a gun on her. <laughs> like, so these are normal and cool dudes. So keeping track, Joe, these guys are allied with the government, America. with America. So these are the good guys, yes. ostensibly. So they pulled the gun on a fruit cart lady because she was mad they knocked all her fruit over. Right. But then she calls for policia, which my guess is she has no idea that these guys are probably the closest thing to policia they have there. Yeah, I was going to say, they're, they are the police. Yeah. Um. Then these men end up by a river and Parrish kind of pops up out of nowhere and he has this like large like broomstick basically without the broom on the end. And he just knocks them in to the river, Uh, like just hits them in the chest. They both fly into the river and then he's dead now. They're dead. I guess. Yeah. They don't get up. Did he whistle? Did he whistle before he hit him? Because he does that a lot in this movie. And they kind of turn around. He loves to whistle in this movie. He loves to give his position away. as. As do all trained Vietnam veterans. Yes. Um, so then he, like, he walks over to this homeless kid. <laughs> the homeless kid is giving him a thumbs up. I'm doing it's, it. <laughs> he grabs it. He then thumbs up with his other hand. Like, he's conquering that kid's. It's the most patronizing. I can't think of a more patronizing scene than this. He grabs his thumbs up, thumbs up with his other hand, and then, like, Gives him a little rascal, like, yeah. rough truffle in the air. It looks like Ron Marchini just beat the kid at rock, paper, scissors. Like, that's yeah. how he's just like, yeah, he covers his hand. He just, like, gives him the thumbs up, and then he takes off. I love it. I loved it. Um, also, he didn't, Ron Martini didn't do anything to stop these guys. He just kind of annoyed them for a little bit. He did nothing. I mean, they should be getting up and shooting him in the face. Yeah. Um, so then we're at the hotel. And Conover's like, what happened? And Parrish is like, you don't want to know. And he's it's like, like, another Vietnam. I had <laughs> yeah. to knock guys into the water. <laughs> they had rivers in Vietnam too, man. It was wild. Sometimes people fell in. <laughs> you know? War's hell. Uh, but I love it. He's just <laughs> Sometimes like, you get a little wet. I can never go back to war. <laughs> Can Sometimes never go back to dry. I get my ankle splashed. I just I'm right back there in the jungle. <laughs> right, just brings everything back. Uh, I just love it. I love that response. Like nothing happened. Nothing's <laughs> <laughs> like what happened. You could just say nothing, but he's like you. He makes such a deal of it. Like you don't want to know. It sounds like he killed guys, but he didn't. Right. He just knocked them into the river. Or like tortured them. Like yeah. no, he just got them wet. Like he could be like, we had a tail. I lost them. <laughs> right. That's what happened. It's such a nothing burger. Um, That's in this movie. There's another point. Ron Martin or Steve Parrish just kind of just like he haunt answers everything. Yeah. He does not give a real answer to any question that's given to him. He just kind of like, well, you you don't want to know. Or he doesn't want to. He doesn't know who to trust yet. He's still thinking which side to go. (laughs) 
That's like, true. That's true. Uh, so I said, oh, yeah, fuck yes. Forgotten Warrior gear montage while Conover watches. Joe, the cost of war is love is lost. Must he feel this pain again? <laughs> Joe, the name of Parrish rides, rides on the wind. Oh, Mother they say Con- Parrish? Yeah. <laughs> the name of Parrish rides on the wind. Mother country's calling back again. <laughs> Show lots of things happening at once. Remind everyone of what's going on. It's like putting a knife in his like ankle brace. He's yeah. like strapping a belt. He's like, you know, putting gloves on and like loading his guns. Ninja stars in his pockets. Ninja stars in the pocket. And Conover's just like watching him with like a plans, like a rolled out like building plans in front of him and just looks like confused and scared. (laughs) Yeah, like he's like, it looks like he's one second away from being like, what are you doing? Why are you getting weapons? Like he's like, (laughs) we're breaking into a prison. Like, how do you think this is going to work? Yeah, no, he, no, because his idea was like, we're allies with these people. I can just ask them. Yeah, <laughs> he's, like, nope. he's, like, he's like, nope, they called me in. Who's they? I don't know, but they called me in. <laughs> we'll find out. But I, you bring me in to kill. You don't bring me in to negotiate. <laughs> Do you know who I am? I'm Ron Martin. Where is my yellow shirt? Then you'll know I mean business. Uh, Parrish points to, oh, yeah, this is why he's so fucking scared. Parrish points a mini bazooka at Conover's head. <laughs> And you can see him through the barrel. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> He's making sure Conover stays in line. And then he flings his bag in his face and is like, make sure you're not late. Okay. He puts a, he puts a, he puts a, a right, like a, a machine gun into the bag and then gives it to Conover. Like throws it at him. <laughs> yeah, throws it at him. He like loads the machine gun too. He's like, right. here, this might go off. This <laughs> might jostle the safety loose. Right. Uh, Night. Now it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. And Parrish throws a grappling hook over the roof's edge. Uh, the guard, this is a great scene. The guard's perplexed and gets way too close to examine this. And then he gets taken out by Parrish. It's so funny because, like, you see the hook. And yeah. it's like, he's looking at it like, oh, that's a hook. And then he gets close and, like, feels it and examines it with his <laughs> hand. Like, yep, that's a hook. But then he, like, goes over the edge, like, leans over. to like, where's this hook go? Like, this hook wasn't here earlier, was it? I would just stand there with a gun. He has a gun. Just stand there pointing until the guy gets up. Wait to see what comes out of the hook. But um, he has, he has like, like Assassin's Creed, like, bad guy, like, AI. Like, he's like, what's this? Let me just stand around looking at it, just in case it's a trap and somebody's going to, you know, knock me out. And then this guy, when he gets knocked out, he just sort of leans on the wall. Like, he's he's knocked out, but he still has stands upright. That's the next scene. So the second guard comes over and he sees his motionless friend like strung up on the tower wall. Does the same deal. He like gets way too close to examine. He's like feeling the body. Yep, he's dead. Yep, this is a guy. Well, I wonder where that leads. And then he leans over and gets thrown off the side of the building. It's like, what are these guys doing? Joe, they're not sending their best. They're not the best. They're not the cream of the crop. Um... Parrish knocks out more guards, then he gets to Zappian, and he uh, blows his one James Bond, actually he gets a few James Bond moments in this, but he blows his first James Bond moment. Zappian's like, who are you? Parrish says, I'm your travel agent. And then, yeah. that that, that, that flat line. <laughs> no, I, did, I didn't ignore that line, that's how it landed. <laughs> All right, Ron, whatever you like, say, G- Steve. 
like Bond in a real like in a Bond movie, he does something with that moment, right? Yeah. It, but Marcini just like stumbles over it, just like gives maybe like the flattest line. Maybe like I'm your travel agent, and this is a one way trip. Something, something like, yeah. Follow it. Just like, who are you? I'm your travel agent. You're in yeah, Americano. You can, you can almost hear Zappy and go, and and. <laughs> Come on, man. Give me something. And he said, uh, you're not one of the guards. You're an Americano, which is what they say in this movie. Every time they refer to an American, they're like, remind them they're in Central America. Oh, yeah. That's like, the have best. everybody say Americano. It's the best when they have Murdoch, um, who's leading the army. And they're like, you have to remind him that he's in Central America it's by saying like Silencio and like. Yeah. On- <laughs> He's got like uh like Peggy Hill level Spanish going. Right. <laughs> but he's in charge of at least a, you know a division of the military. A ton of it. guys, yeah. yeah. But he's just like Silencio, por favor. Por favor, donde está la biblioteca? <laughs> um Parish and Zappian escape by motorcycle uh, as police and army chase them. I can't see anything. This this scene is shot in complete darkness, and uh, this motorcycle also seems like it runs on D batteries. Like it's just it's like, like wing, Yeah, it's it's it has no power. It's um, a horrible. Bike. But a couple of things when they're getting out of the prison. One, Ron Martini has officially broken a communist leader out of prison. Yes, <laughs> that an American ally put him in prison. So. He's yeah. uh he's uh reached communist propaganda tier. But like, you're yeah. not sure yet because you think, well, maybe he's just doing it for the exchange. No. But then we find out pretty quick. <laughs> he's yep. two. Uh, the front door of the prison was just wide open. At one point, Ron Martini and the and Zappian just walked through an open door. Yeah. And I thought that Conover blew that door, but then we see the door that Conover blew later. So they just like walk through an open door. Oh, I didn't even know Conover was there. Yeah, Conover. <laughs> like, Conover's. Like, he set up the motorcycle and like set up a bomb to blow the to blow the gate. But how does Conover's just like chilling outside this prison and like guards are all there and he's just like somehow slips past all the guards with the motorcycle. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Because like, also. Yeah. Well, but also like Parrish is like, make sure you're not late. And it's like, why? Like he did nothing. <laughs> he, he blew he blew up a door. That's it. That's all he right. had to make sure. Right. <laughs> also. Is Isidro Sapien. Braga. Could be Braga. I was thinking that, too. Is he Braga? He could be Braga. Also, are there any motorcycles in Fast and the Furious? I feel like Gal Gadot rides one. Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure. There are definitely motorcycles, and I think you're right with Gal Gadot. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, uh, Martini takes him to Sapi into a church that has, I wrote, Super Nintendo RPG dungeon music playing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. Well, no, but first, Parrish and Zapian get cornered. No, this is before they get to the church. Oh, yeah. Parrish spins his bike around and then, like, splits the army vehicles. No one fires a single shot. <laughs> no, people are shooting at him, Joe. Oh, I didn't even hear gunfire. I yeah, was like, there, there's a, there, like a warthog in Halo 3. There's a mounted uh, oh, gun okay. in the back that's firing at him. But, the, you know, guns get less accurate the more you drive straight at them. That's a well. So they literally have him cornered like in an yeah. alley. It's like, why is this not over? Also, they watched. They were watching him drive at the 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 jeeps. Uh huh. Split them. Right. Open the doors. Totally. Open the doors. Totally. <laughs> You're done. Movie over. Just open the doors. 
Right, right, right. Uh, Parrish brings Zapian into a church where a woman and a kid, or the woman and the kid from the beginning are waiting. The woman tells the kid to go hide the motorcycle. So again, we we get a reinforcement that this kid is like an active rebel. <laughs> Do you think this kid is Zach's pen pal? Oh, could be. And Zach's yeah. in on it? Could be. Maybe Zach is the ringleader of everything. He's the mastermind? He's the mastermind, yeah. He's the he's the Blofeld of the Martini Cinematic Universe. He's the Thanos. <laughs> right. Um, Parrish handcuffs Zapian as they escape. Uh, okay, yeah. Because he's like, oh, hold on a minute. I just realized like you could just run off. So I need He's to like, hold on. I remembered handcuffs. you're a dirty commie. Hold on one sec. Hold on one just, sec. Let me put some handcuffs on you. And then uh, they're like, let's just go into the jungle. This this handoff is nowhere near civilization, which feels like dumb on everybody's part. Let's go into the jungle where it flashes forward to daytime. Yep. <laughs> and Parrish and the woman and Zapian are wandering through the jungle. The woman and Zapian collapse from exhaustion. Yeah. And Parrish just wanders off. So he's got a prisoner that he took the time to handcuff, and then he's just going to leave him. With his ally. Ally. Like, well, who knows? Like, they she's his ally. ally yet, but they don't know ally. that. She's, yeah. she's shown no signs of allying yet. That's true. She just you know what, met him. What I love about this is it's like they are succumbing to how hot and humid it is. And it's like, because, you know, she's Maria. They show her. She's just kind of just like kind of yeah, collapse. Yeah. So Ron Marchini is better equipped to live in the area where these people live than these people are. Because Ron Marchini, yeah, Ron Marchini's just like, ha, and he just like keeps walking. He's like pathetic. Yeah, classic Marchini where he just is like, you, you people. Have you guys tried uh, being as good as me? Have you tried right. that? Right. Have you tried standing for the flag? Um, army guys interrogate a village. Uh. This this where's, army. Where's the American Joe? I I I contend that somebody in this village just stole his coffee because he's asking for his Americano. Uh, okay, yeah. He's like, where is the Americano? Jeff, I'm who is this turn, guy? I'm gonna turn my back, and when I turn back around, it's there. I won't ask any questions. This right. is uh, Thompson's boy who gets a trident to the crotch in. U.S. Forgotten Warrior, U.S. Warrior. What? So in classic Marchini, uh, this is a classic Marchini equation where the sidekick from the first movie gets blown to smithereens in Karate Cop or Omega Cop. Then he comes back in full form as the main bad guy. In, in like next- a slightly different role. This guy was like neutered by a trident. Yeah. And now he's just back. That's a- Left to die in the Vietnamese jungle. He's just back in action. Yeah. Um. Yes. So army guys, they're interrogating this village. They're led by Murdoch. Were you going to say something? I was going to say, I would just like to point out, American military. As far as we know, these are the good guys. They're yep. fighting for our freedoms. I would yes. just like to point that out. Post-Vietnam. They Post- got out of Vietnam. Now they're they're... They're Back mucking in around country. in Central America, which we love to do. We love to muck around in Central America in the 80s. And Joe, how do you know that they're good guys? Because good guys don't shoot kids in the 
Wait, no. Uh oh. <laughs> they shoot a kid in the back. Oh, boy. The kid just was running away from all the guys with the guns, and he's like, He was well, just frightened. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he was going to tell. What is he telling? If the whole village is in this courtyard, he's not going to tell anyone. He just doesn't want to die. Yeah. But he and, does. And he gets, is this, I know when he shoots somebody else later in the movie, he gets handed the gun like it's, like, like it's a nine iron. Does yeah. he get handed the gun like that this time? Like, there's just a guy that stands there, just hands him the gun, and is like, all right, well, time to get Chris Kyle. Could be, but he definitely lines his shot and kind of, like, yeah. tests the wind. And then, like... <laughs> just blast this kid in the blast back. Blast this kid in the back. Um, And then he's like, oh, wait, I can't have all these witnesses. So they gun down the whole village. <laughs> yep. And it's great because there are people, like, running away, but there's one guy... <laughs> in the middle of the thing who's just walking calmly like everybody's <laughs> running but there's one guy that's just calmly walking away while there's just like the squibs are just going off all around him like he's like you know what i'm not getting paid extra to run so i'm just gonna be walking right 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 uh the rebel leader gets news of zapian's escape but the rebel leader is suspicious that he has not heard back from maria uh so that we get maria's name that's the woman mm-hmm. uh the bride as you call her uh, they're keeping Ambassador Washington, Worthington, who knows? Worthington. <laughs> it is Worthington. <laughs> they keep him in a, Yes, because this is the first time he's like Worthington. So it's like he caught word from Marchini. We're doing Worthington now. Yeah, it's Worthington yeah. now. Don't screw this Washington stuff. Uh, he's in a submerged bamboo cage in the river. Maria flirts with Parrish, comes over and flirts with Parrish a bit. Asks him if he always wears his dead wife's gold bracelet. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, she's like, what is this trash? Did some, did some uh, other broad give it to you? Yeah, and he's like, uh, yeah. And My then we got his wife. Then we got to skip ahead five minutes. Because it's just uh, yes, five <laughs> minutes of a forgotten warrior. Just five minutes of the movie. Flashback of Parrish and Mylun, their picnic from the forgotten warrior, their foodless picnic. Yes. Um, with their child. We get the whole thing, the Yang Gray thing, the rainbow, the luck conversation in its fucking entirety. And we also get the Mylun death scene and cremation. So it's not enough that yeah. they just do this whole picnic scene. They also get her dying, her being cremated, and Steve Parrish yelling to the sky, no! <laughs> and they show the kid. <laughs> Yep. They show the kid. So this is when, when I was like, at the beginning, I was like, okay, so they just retconned this kid's not actually Vietnamese. No. No. In this movie, their Nazi youth son, his Nazi youth son is half Vietnamese. Yep. And he also says, no, I live here now with you and our son, disavowing his American citizenship. But now he's on a secret mission for the United States. Or is he, Joe? Or is, is, he, is he a communist double agent? He was just start, waiting for his chance. The evidence is piling up here. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Maria says that Zapian calls Parrish an animal behind his back. Um. Parrish notices animals scattering, actual animals in the forest slash jungle. That's another thing we got to talk about. He keeps saying he's in the jungle. This is a forest. There's no he- vines. <laughs> Is that the the difference between a forest and a jungle? There's no vines. There's no thick, heavy trees, no humidity that I can see. There's no, like, jungle animals. I was going to say, I don't hear any. Exactly. In the distance. Not a jungle. I'm sorry. Um, I've seen nary a toucan. Nary a toucan. (laughs) 
Maria says that Zapian, yep, calls Parrish an animal. Parrish notices the animals scattering, and so that's a sign to him that the army has arrived. He tells Maria and Zapian to go ahead while he stays back and fights the army. What side is Parrish on? This is the first time I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? Okay, so this I can I can outline everything and then it'll it'll make sense for you. Okay. So we have at the beginning we're gonna start from the beginning and then I'll plot it out and it'll it'll branch off and it'll make sense. So mm-hmm. we have the we have Zapian in prison. He is a communist leader. Okay. Um, the U.S. ambassador gets kidnapped by the by Zapian second in command, who I called Cowboy. Mm-hmm. The U.S. send Ron Martinian on a spec ops mission impossible. If you're caught, we'll disavow any knowledge of your, of your thing. Right. He's sent in to back room deal, get Zopian, take him to the meeting point, do the switch. Okay. Okay. In doing that, he had to break the laws of San Sebastian by breaking him out of prison. So he is now a criminal in San Sebastian, mm. which is why the military is after him, but the military is allied with the U S and so that's why the U.S. is going after him. And if it seems like I made too quick of a uh, um, sense of this too quickly, and it's like, why are Americans fighting each other for competing goals in the same yeah. country? This yeah. is what we did in Central America throughout the whole 80s. I see. We did this throughout the entire 80s. There was like NSA operatives fighting uh, um, DSS operatives, fighting FBI, fighting CIA. And they were like, all Americans are backed by Americans. So okay. He is, so officially, Ron Marchini has is not there from the U.S. government, and he is a fugitive from the law in San Sebastian. I see, because they couldn't admit they sent him in. Because that was the whole thing I was thinking is like, why are they not just telling their allies and like Murdoch, for example, who they sent there? Hey, don't kill Steve Parrish because he's there to save the ambassador. Yeah, he's there. To, he is there on a special secret mission, a spec ops mission. Even yeah. though, even though. There's a reason why we don't get um, Murdoch and Marcini like talking it out and being like, wait, 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 hold on. What's your goal? Okay, that's well, my goal. <laughs> they, they know each the other. Goal. <laughs> but they know each other. So in what about Murdoch? Like, is in Murdoch's head? Do they like rebuild him and like he just like him Joe, the bottom? Murdoch, Murdoch being the exact same character as the <laughs> guy in Forgotten Warrior is not real. That's in our heads. He just looks exactly the same. Oh, I thought it was actually. I thought that was his name from no, the other movie. Oh no, he had no name. Right, it was Minnie Thompson. <laughs> that's all in our. Unless hold on, but I think that's just in our head. Dude, he looks exactly like him. Same porn stash, same everything. Well, yeah, it's the same guy, the same year. The of same he looks dude. Exactly like him. Yeah, it's the same dude. Let's see, Forgotten Warrior. Uh, he played Sergeant. He had no name. That was him. It was his mini me. Yep. Sergeant. So. Okay, so then Parrish kills these army guys, and I'm like, okay, question answered as to what side he's on. Yeah. He's officially decided to be on the rebel side. He is now a communist for the second straight movie. He is yes. now officially fighting for the communist forces. It's really who he is. He should just come out of the closet and just be a communist. <laughs> I'm telling you, he is Comrade Martini. Uh, Parrish gets chased through some ancient ruins, and he runs into a cave. Wait, wait. At one point, he's getting shot, and he jumps to hide behind nothing, and it works. Do you see oh, that? Really? He's like in a field, and they're shooting at him, and he like jumps to the right and like does his like duck and cover thing but there's nothing there (laughs) (laughs) and he just returns fire nice 
yeah, so he's in the cave. Um, and then uh, an army guy tosses a grenade in and it explodes. But Parrish appears like in true N-word Jim <laughs> fashion up, up on the cave. I don't know how he got up there, but he's atop the cave. And, and like, he whistles. He whistles. And then he shoots them. And kills Dude them. loves to whistle. Uh, the army guys try to blow up Parrish as he escapes in one of their vehicles. Nobody was guarding the trucks. I Nobody. feel like if you're chasing somebody on foot, just leave one guy back with the trucks. Right. Be like, hey, or take the keys with you. One of the two. <laughs> you could do either one, really. Uh, Parrish smashes through the checkpoint. Picks up Maria and Zappy down the road. And he shoots the guards for good measure. Oh, does like he, he shoot bl- them at he the same time? He blasts their checkpoint, and as he's driving by, he, like, points an Uzi at them and is just like... Oh, and just takes them out for good measure. Dude, Parrish has a bloodlust in this movie. Like, an insatiable bloodlust throughout this entire movie. Joe, he hates the capitalist pig dogs. <laughs> he, he hates them. Um, Army captain's name is Murdoch. Which is a super Central American name. <laughs> um, and he gets a call from the general who demands results. I'm okay. telling you, that's a call from from uh, uh, Bilkins. Breathing yeah. down his neck. He's like, I just he's like, boss, I just got here. He's like, I need results. Need results. I need, I need to know who's stealing these DVD VHS combos. It's like, boss, <laughs> 1986, what is a v, what is a DVD? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's nighttime. Parrish tells Zapian, don't run off, even though he just let him run off earlier that day. <laughs> yeah, he's very like, I don't trust you. I need to keep my eye on you handcuffed. He's also like, okay, so I'm going to turn my back. I'm going to be distracted for a while. You go up go, ahead. Go do your thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't fully touch on that. He basically let him and Maria just run off. Yeah. Well, he just like stayed back and killed guys. Why didn't they just bail? Like, what is the point of them still being there? Well, because Maria and Zapian know that they're going to get Zapian to the, the drop point. Because at this point, they, they still are allied with Cowboy. But couldn't Maria just take Zapian to the drop point? They could. But she's seen how Ron Martini, she said, she I feel safer she with you. Than, right away. Yeah, she says, I feel safer with you than without you. Has that happened yet? Has she? Yeah, she said that. She said that when he was talking about, he was right. like, "Hold on, let me remember my dead wife for like five minutes. I'll right, be right, right. <laughs> I zone out a bit. Uh, now I'm back. Uh, so it's nighttime. Parrish tells Zappy not to run off. Uh, Parrish watches Maria sleep. Yep. Oh no, he first he handcuffs. Sorry, he handcuffs Zappian to a metal railing, mm-hmm. or on the truck, I think. Yeah, it's, it's on the truck, because I'm going to say all those metal railings in the forest. Right. Uh, Parrish watches Maria sleep, because that's what, that's more, that's how Marcini do. Dude, he's a, he's a romantic, Joe. Gotta check out the goods first. Joe, this was like 13 years before uh, Aerosmith, and, he's, and right. he is staying awake just to watch her sleeping, just yep. to watch her dreaming. <laughs> and he remembers his wedding day. <laughs> he's like... You know what this woman reminds me of? That time I had sex with my wife on our wedding day. And we get another five-minute clip from we Forgotten Warrior, U.S. Warrior. We get the entire <laughs> ritual wedding, with the exception of the lover, that like, or the ex-lover, taking his hat off. That's the only yep. thing they edited out. Yep. <laughs> we get them getting, like, the, you know, the father, the chieftain, like, 
tying their hands together with like like a bond, you know? Joe, I'm glad you know this because you know what I saw? Oh, this is last week's movie, Ford, 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 yeah. Ford. <laughs> Well, let me explain because it's not just the wedding night or wedding day. We get the wedding night, right? We get yeah. them nodding to each other. Hey, you want to bang? Okay. And then they go off and they have some sex. We get their take my breath away moment. Take my breath away <laughs> with like the pain. Yeah. <laughs> and pain and uncomfortable. Uh, oh, yeah. Like the robotic legs that we were talking about. <laughs> and him trying to kiss a face and not succeeding. Um, yeah, that's great. Um, he's one time he had sex. Right. <laughs> Cause he's trying to remember. He's like, this might happen again. What were the steps I took? This oh, right. Happened. He's like, we got to get a priest. We got to get a piece of cloth. <laughs> you, do you have any rice paddy hats that you can <laughs> slam down in anger? Uh, Parrish goes to sleep, but he wakes up to take down someone who creeps up on him. It's Maria. Yeah. Maria takes Parrish sexually. <laughs> Actually, they just kiss. But I love it because she's so the man in this. Like, she she forces herself onto him. <laughs> yep. And yeah, he's just she... kind of, like, sitting there with his eyes open, like, trying not to move. It's, like, got real Me Too vibes. Like, There's no consent here. None. There's no consent. But, Joe, to be fair, he was just dreaming about his dead wife and the time they had sex. So he was ready to go. Oh, he was primed. He just was like, like you said, I think he might be like a one-timer because he freezes. Like, he's like, he's like, we're not married. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why they go, Joe, what if they got married? Like, okay, so we saw that he had sex in Forgotten Warrior, U.S. Warrior. Right. But he was married. This time, she just kind of kisses him and he's scared, but they're not married. Right. That goes against his strong religious convictions. What is that? The Myers Code? He found a copy of the Myers Code? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Is that an absence book? Well, I thought that was the code where it was like in movies you like can't show sex, you can't show guns, you can't show liquor from like the 30s and 40s. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we do say they had sex, but really they just kissed. And then the next morning they have all their clothes on. So my guess is like she tried and he's just like not moving. So she's like, fuck this. <laughs> she just like goes to sleep. Um, Parrish and Maria awaken to the sound of the army approaching. Yeah. And this is the clip that I showed you where it lo- where they they were in front of the light sensor, I think. So yeah. it looks like when they sit up, it looks like somebody turned on the sun because it goes right. from it's, dark to light as they sit up. It's like an eclipse just happened. Right. On yeah. screen. Uh, Parrish grabs some stuff from his toolbox that he has like hidden out in the jungle. Um, Parrish snaps an army guy's neck. This is when he goes like full nuts. He goes, like, he basically is one step above, like, scooping up mud and just, like, rubbing it on his face. Like, he goes just absolutely insane killing people at this point. He kills everybody. Parrish snaps an army guy's neck. He double jump kicks two guys, which kills them. To death. (laughs) (laughs) To death. He slits a guy's throat with a long wooden stake that was just, like, in the ground, I guess. Um, He throws a ninja star at a guy's throat. And then he just starts shooting everybody. Yeah. He goes wild. He's had enough. He dreams. He Joe. He's he's sexually frustrated. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. Maria came on to him. They're not married, so he's he's got to work some stuff out. He sees Charlie and atheists everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
The truck explodes when army guys investigate it. And I do like it because Parrish is like, must have found the truck. And then Zopin's like, wait, you mean the truck I was tied to? <laughs> He's like, wait, I was handcuffed to a bomb? The I was fuck? handcuffed to a booby trap? What is wrong with you? And he scolds him. He's like, dude, I could have been blown up. And Parrish says, not nah. this time, which is great because that implies it's happened before. <laughs> He's like, I learned, it's, I learned my lesson. It's fine. Sometimes they get blown up. Sometimes they're fine. You are one of the lucky ones. Yep. So Joe, um, this is this so uh this is when um Murdoch calls him son of a bitch. I'm gonna get that son of a bitch. The close so this is on YouTube with Dutch closed captioning. Uh-huh. It says Klutzak. Klutzak. And I was like, that doesn't seem like that that son Sounds of a bitch. Sounds like cocksucker. <laughs> it's literally ballsack. Ah. Ballsack. So, so where would you, you would say asshole or son of a bitch? The Dutch say ball sack. I'm going to get that ball, ball sack. sack. <laughs> Which I'm going to start saying Klutzak. Is it Kukzak? Klut. 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 Klutzak. Klutzak. Got yeah. it. Klutzak. Uh, that's what we're going to change our podcast name to. <laughs> the Klutzak. The Klutzakiaries. We'll be huge in, in uh, the Netherlands. In the Netherlands. Uh, Zapian gets Parrish to undo his handcuffs by saying it's a matter of honor, and Parrish just falls for it. <laughs> He's just like, okay. He's like, oh, honor? Sure. Why not? At this point, he barely treated Zapian better than the rebels treated uh, Worthington. Right. And, and they had Worthington in the water in a cage. Dude, we're they, not there yet? Had, That's wild. <laughs> yeah. They had Zapian. He had Zapian tied up to a bomb. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then Zopian's just like, it's a matter of honor. He's like, all, all right, right. That works, <laughs> cool. Works for me. It, yeah, Maria's like, come on. Like, you know. Like, He's please. like, okay. Remember when Hon- I kissed you? Honey. <laughs> We're married now. <laughs> We're married, remember? Haven't you we, seen Death Machines? It's like that. We had all that sex before, remember? Yeah, remember <laughs> in like, Vietnam? Oh. Okay. Yeah, she's like trying to pretend like she's his dead wife. Like, she's like, I gave you that bracelet. He's like, oh, okay, okay, you must be my wife. Explain why you have a a a, a chips haircut. <laughs> right. <laughs> How do you still have all that skin after that creation? <laughs> she has, Joe. She has an Eric Estrada, and in, in, I don't know when to bring it up, but her hair is Eric Estrada and chips. Yep. Uh, it's mid '80s, so that that was like when like no one knew what to do with their hair. Like, <laughs> but I love that she's this like guerrilla, like communist leader or a troop, and she's just like, yeah, I just gotta go into town and get a blowout done real quick. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Parrish, Zapian, and Maria all approach all approach the rebel leader for the trade off. The rebel leader's name is Hernandez. This is when we get his name, Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Cowboy Hernandez. Parrish says to bring the ambassador over or he'll have one dead leader on his hands. And Hernandez is like, okie doke. And he just shoots and kills Zabian, which we got to stop because his whole plan, he put his whole, he lost some guys when he stormed that police station. Yeah. To put this plan into action. Uh Uh-huh. And the plan is he's going to capture the ambassador to get Zappian back. 
Uh-huh. So he can shoot him in person. <laughs> yes. Because, Joe, as long as Zapian's alive in prison, he is a symbol. He is the symbolic mm. leader of the cause. Right. But if he's dead, then Hernandez can be the leader of the cause. And that's why he says he's expendable for the cause. It's all for the good of the cause. Right. And you were like, this doesn't make sense. And I was like, actually, no sense. <laughs> actually, if you studied communist, like, because I studied the Cold War in school. Uh-huh. Like, it made the most sense. <laughs> like, okay. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you passed over it. I was like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> I was like, what's yep, going on? Because it's just like, yeah. it's just like every communist revolution was like, had that, uh, uh, was it Captain Phillips point where he's like, look at me. I'm the captain yep. now. Like every yeah. communist, look at me. I'm the leader now. I'm the leader yeah. of this revolution. And it, it all sent, like, he could have killed Zapian because, um, because Hernandez was like, well, I think that. It should be 12 person councils that lead each commune. And he's like, well, I think it should be 15 person councils. And he's like, right. Oh, well, you got to die, I guess. Now you got to die. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> uh, Parrish is, oh no, this is where Parrish is like huddled over Zappian's dying body. And he's like, so much for honor, which like, can you imagine <laughs> like being a guy and the last thing you have to hear is like, him twisting the thing you just said into like some snappy one-liner and that's it. That's the end of your life. Yeah. Cause Sapien was just trying to return to what he thought was his people in like, an, not as a prisoner, but as, you know, like a, a leader yeah. and Ron Martini's like, how do you like them apples? How do you like, guess what? I got her number. How do you like them? <laughs> how do you like it's like applesauce. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, this is yeah, so much for attached. honor. And then Ron Martini's like, another Vietnam. <laughs> another, that'd be great if he bets over instead of saying that. He's just like, another Vietnam. <laughs> like, the fuck are you talking? <laughs> he just dies. <laughs> uh, Parrish is captured. He fights back. He's quickly subdued. Like, quick. Like, he's Very like, fast. right back. He's done. Two guys just grab him. They just like, grab him. They just knock him to the him. ground and grab him. Um, he's put in that submerged bamboo cage that they had. You're right. We I missed this part, I guess. They showed they him showed... in a submerged ban- bamboo cage earlier in the movie. With and the ambassador. They... Yeah, and so they put Marcini in this bamboo cage. But I guess I missed the, saying that part. Oh, yeah, well. and, and then when and then Thompson's in the bamboo cage, and he's like, you got to do something. <laughs> right. <laughs> you going to do something? He's like, are you? <laughs> They're getting water in their mouth. <laughs> um, Maria asks Hernandez why. And I can't understand a word Hernandez is saying. His cadence is whack. Yeah, this is where like I'm like, what is he doing? Yeah, he's just basically saying like what I explained. Like right. He's like, look at me. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. Uh, apparently, they have stronger bamboo in Central America because Parrish is unable to kick his way out of this cage. Yeah, and he does... Honestly, if I was in his in his place, I would do this too. If I was in this movie, I would just try to drown myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, his whole plan it involves him getting pulled out of the water by Maria at some point. So Jeff, he, he you're right because his move here, after he like struggles with the cage and realizes it's not working, he takes a ninja star out of his pocket and just starts sawing at the rope that's keeping him above water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, this thing oh. should just sink with him at this point. Alternate plan. 
saw at the whatever's keeping the cage closed, not right. the thing keeping the cage above water. Yeah, there's all this like <laughs> rope that's like wrapping the walls together. It's like, yeah. dude, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> but nope, he's just like, you know what? I've had enough of this movie. I'm done. So, so the only thing keeping him out of the water, he cuts. And so he gets fully submerged in water. Fully submerged. Yet somehow he's floating. So, yes. but that comes a little bit after this. So the army guy pistol whips the ambassador. We cut back to them. Maria goes to help, but Hernandez asks her if she's forgotten why they fight. And to be honest, I could use a refresher on that myself. <laughs> Communism, Joe. <laughs> For the people. Um... Parrish's bamboo cage is now floating down the river, and now it's floated over the waterfall, where it smashes into pieces, and Parrish passes out on the wreckage. Face down. I have no idea how he survived this thing. Can you imagine the bamboo smashing while he's in the cage? There's bamboo just, like, poking into him. Like, he's impaled on bamboo. There's no way. There are what would be multiple minutes of the cage just underwater, just tumbling with like just Ron Marchini, just like in a dryer cycle inside of it, just tumbling in circles. Right. Unless he hit a rock, in which case all of his bones should be smashed. Exactly. But no, his plan works because Maria found him mostly dead. Yeah. Kind of a callback to the, uh, the, I was going to call her Muriel. Uh, Uncle Muriel? Mylin. Mylin. Yeah. Mylin. Yeah, uh, this Sea Parish loves to get rescued by, in rivers by ladies. <laughs> get rescued by women he's going to eventually bang. Yeah. Um, and then watch die. Uh, spoiler. So, <laughs> um, Parish. Okay, the army. No, no, no. Hold on. Okay. Maria finds him face down in the water and rescues him. He's suddenly just up and active again. There's no recovery period. Remember no. the last film? He, like, spends, like, weeks in a hut. Six like months re- recovering. Six months retraining his muscles and bones yeah. and, like, yeah. just lying down for, I'm sure, like, two months of that. Now he's just up. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. He's good. And then he's this is up. this is the part where I thought he was talking to Maria, but he was actually monologuing. Okay, but they also found him face down in the river. Yeah, so, Joe, like, he's... How long was he face down in a river for? Joe, he is a death machine. What part of this do you not remember, Joe? True. He cannot That's be killed. True. Cannot be killed. You have to remember, Joe, that Ron Martini and everything he is he is in is a death machine. He cannot be killed. I do forget that he was in death machines sometimes <laughs> because once they gave him speaking lines, it opened up a whole new world to me. Yeah. Death Machines almost feels like a different like it's not Ron Martini. It almost feels like a different guy. Yeah. Cause all he did in that was like scream that one time when he got shot in the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he did he some karate stuff. He screamed stuff. like a body snatcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Parrish. Yeah, we get the narration back. He says, I'm torn between two objectives, rescuing Ambassador Worthington from the rebels and tearing Hernandez apart with my bare hands. Maybe I can accomplish both at the same time. Maria tells me she has a cousin with a hidden arsenal. We'll see. Why can't he do both? <laughs> I would argue it's easier to do both at the same time than choosing one or the other. I actually think it's the same objective. I'm not entirely sure what he's talking about. Yes, it's the same exact objective. Because, yeah, because Hernandez has Worthington. In order to get Worthington, you have to kill Hernandez. (laughs) Yes, so it's all all one one goal. They go hand in hand, yeah. Uh, And then he just kind of like... 
he kind of like blows off Marie at the end. Oh, she tells me she has a cousin, but who knows? You know, women. Always you know, lying. always lying about their cousin Paco. Oh man, and Jeff, we get the introduction of the, the fat Rambo film. <laughs> fat Rambo. Or is I, I call him, I call him uh, Rambo Dodo or Dodo <laughs> Rambo. Joe, this is how I know it's a poor country. Because mm-hmm. Paco is wearing the same shirt he's had since he was a child. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is a very large fat man in a very small shirt. And Joe, I would just like to point out real quick. Paco got the best deal out of everybody in this movie when it came to the box art for Jungle Wolf. I would just like to oh, show you box art. the yeah. box art for Jungle Wolf. Paco <laughs> ripped shirtless looks like a latino rambo Dude, but he has a stronger chin than marcini he does but look how dirty they did maria yeah she looks like uh caitlin jenner <laughs> horrible Whoa. but yeah yeah so this I like is how there's a tank there and there's never a tank in this movie there is no tank. There's there are multiple attack helicopters in this. There is one helicopter in this movie, and it's a rescue copter. It's a rescue <laughs> copter. And Joe, I have when we get to the helicopter, I have a connection to that helicopter. Oh, um, I can't be more excited. Uh, Maria greets. I, I like how I'm I'm really nice to Paco here because I think yeah maybe it's the angle of the camera. Maria greets her chubby cousin. Paco. <laughs> Dude, this guy is in like an extra small. And he needs multiple X's for his shirt. Yeah, and I'm like, he might have a little dodo in him. Uh, because Maria comes up and tells Paco that Parrish is a friend. First no, looks- friend. No, friend. Yeah, because <laughs> first he looks like, like, like startled. And then like, uh, like, what do I do? And then she's like, no, no, friend, friend. And he's like, he's oh, okay. And he starts yeah. laughing. He's like, you want to check my pocket? He's like, come check out this uh my collection of guns and knives. <laughs> you want to see the? Do you want to see a trick I learned in the tub from my Chinese friend? <laughs> right. So watch this, and he just goes face down. <laughs> um, gear up, my, and 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 Marcini's like, hey, next time I get submerged in water, <laughs> I'm gonna call this guy. I'm gonna call this guy. Uh, we get another gear up montage, baby, over Forgotten Warrior. It's back. Joe, that's not the only thing that's back. Okay. Halfway through the montage, his shirt goes from black to yellow. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I didn't even notice that. Joe. He puts through, this war shirt on. He puts the sword, like, he's gearing up. He gets the sword, and, like, when he puts the sword on his back, then he has the same yellow shirt from the first movie. With the cut with the cut down past his pecs, no sleeves. It is the same shirt, Joe. The same yellow shirt. It's That's back. Fantastic. It is. I love it. I, I'm surprised you didn't notice because Joe, look, I wrote in big letters, yellow. Oh, you can't see it because of the yeah. thing, but it says yellow shirt is back and it takes up like five lines. <laughs> it's his fucking Jesus chain, dude. Dude, he loves this yellow shirt. It's the source of his power. Um, It's the only way he can breathe underwater. It's, uh, it, it, keeps, it keeps his wife's memories inside. Right. Uh, Parish. Uh, under the coat. What do you think is? Wait, wait. What do you think is more important to him? His yellow shirt or his wife's dead wife's gold bracelet? Uh, well, (laughs) so he went he went out of his way to get the gold to get the bracelet back from the thug later on. We see. Oh, but but 
a thug. St- oh, later on in the movie. Yeah. Later on, we see him steal it back. So I think when they put him in the cage, they stole it because he also gets his watch back. Mm. But we also, but he also went out of his way to change from a perfectly good black shirt. <laughs> so a nice like, covert black shirt. So like the 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 yellow shirt is like he's like, no 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 no. This is my special war shirt. I I just want you to know your pop. The only thing I can see is chubby uh chubby fat uh Paco in his like little boy shirt. Yes, I changed my background from uh, uh Hernandez to Paco. So the reason I think I'm distracted and I don't notice this yellow shirt is Parrish is under the code name Jungle Wolf, and like we get the name drop, <laughs> the title drop. He said the name of the movie. I did I did the uh the uh the Leonardo DiCaprio snapping and pointing at the screen. I was like he said the name of the movie. Yep, and he radios Hummingbird for an extraction. What's great is he's like uh, Jungle Wolf to Hummingbird, and so they're using these code names, and he's basically like, I completed the mission of getting Zapian, and I'm going to bring Zapian to this drop point. You know the guy that everybody's looking for? Oh, no, wait, he's dead. Never mind. I'm just getting out. with. Uh, I'll get Worthington. Like He just with, drops. With my babe and her retarded cousin. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, I'll be at 1,500 hours. Here's where I'll be. Uh, 14 degrees north, 89 degrees west, in case anybody wants to come kill me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the one I looked up. That's just El Salvador. Oh, okay. Uh, Parrish, Maria, and and a Ramboed out Paco. This is great, because he's got, like, like, Parrish, he's got all his gear and stuff, but it's all kind of covert, like, underneath his, like, you know, in in stuff. Uh, Maria's got one gun. Paco has like the Rambo he bullets. He's got the yeah. bu- the cross bullets. Yeah, he is he is loaded for bear strapped. He's Joe. He's I think he is the guy who has we find the the grenade satchel later. I think that's Paco's. Oh, okay, could be. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they descend into the jungle slash forest. Paco's lagging behind and getting distracted. Like he's like he's, he's just, just like he may be Rambo, up. but he's like I'm hungry. Yeah, he still has a mind of Beetle. Uh, Parrish takes out five guys. Mm-hmm. Or three guys. Paco gets hungry for five guys. For five guys. <laughs> Paco struggles uh, or strangles a man with a with string bullets. of rifle bullets. <laughs> then Parrish smashes a guy's face into a rock. I mean, this is like some graphic stuff going on. They go psycho mode again. Um. Paco nearly gets blown up while he trips over a wire. So he like trips a wire and then like a bunch of explosions happen behind him. Uh, then he pistol whips two guys. And this is where I say, I'm not sure Paco knows how to use any of these weapons. Cause he never no. fires his gun. He hasn't fired his gun to this point. No, he like uses his rifle. Yeah. To like beat, he like beats guys with the rifle. Like he like doesn't know cop. how to use. Yeah. So he's got, yeah, he's got a, an automatic rifle. Do, yeah. Double straps. And he's using it as a, a hammer. Basically, like, and, and, and a garage. Yeah, and he uses ammo like piano wire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so the army guy captures Maria and then pins her to the ground, and then Parrish comes in and saves her because he's learned you can't let this go too far yeah, <laughs> from the exactly. Mylon experience. Um, Parrish, Maria, and Paco reconvene outside of the metal, co- uh, the rebel compound. Mm-hmm. A uh, smoking guard takes a throwing knife to the chest, and then Parrish enters the cave and sees a guard bringing food and water to the ambassador. Who is being kept in basically the same conditions they kept Zapian. 
So they're basically the same guy. Like like the I would say better. I don't re- recall Parrish feeding Zapian. Giving him food or water. Yeah, exactly. Um Parrish yeah, okay, Parrish kicks a guard who's playing This is great because like he kind of comes in on I think what's a poker game or something or a card game and he kicks one of the guards and like I think he's you can see him throw cards back behind him like a deck of cards, but then cards start falling from the ceiling. So somebody was like sitting up there on like an overhang and just dropping playing cards on him to like create that's this a, weird effect. That's incredible. I missed the playing cards thing. At this point, I think I was like, all right, Martini's fighting, Martini's fighting. I missed it's the really weird. <laughs> um weird. so yeah. Then uh Parrish breaks a guard's neck by stepping on his trachea and, like, yanking on his arm, which is pretty gruesome, too. That is horrific. Um, Parrish reaches the ambassador. The ambassador says, thank God you're here. What took you What took you so long? And Parrish says, traffic. Can you walk? And ambassador says, I can try. And Parrish says, you politicians always think you can do everything. And I'm like, why is he being so mean to this guy? <laughs> He's so mean to him. <laughs> like... He he's like, hey, I he's like, what took you so long? Which first of all, they're like an hour ahead of them. Uh-huh. Like like this group was like an hour ahead of Martini and Maria and all them. So he yeah. hasn't been there that long. And two, he's like he's like, uh, can he walk? He's like, I can try. He's like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of you and all of the people like <laughs> all you. you. Fucking politicians. All you you're all the same. Which he didn't say I can walk. He said I can try. Right. Like it's like like Ron Marchini was like the whole flight down to San Sebastian and the whole trip. He's like, you politicians always think you can do everything. Politicians always. And then he's like, he's like, oh, this is when I can use it. He's like, I can try. He's like, you politicians always. Uh, this isn't right, but I'm right. Power anyways. <laughs> but I started it. I started the line. I got to get it out because it's like he's like, uh, yeah, he's expecting him to be all like, yes, like, I can walk. Like, no, or like, I don't want to go anywhere. You carry me or something. I don't know. Like, bring the car around. You'd be like, yes, I can walk. In fact, I'm in charge of this operation now. Like, he's just like, thank you. Like, what took you so long? I think I can walk. And he's like. I'll give it a shot. You're all the same. (laughs) You sons of bitches. Uh, Parrish then stabs the guard that was, like, bringing him food. Because that guy decides to jump from the ceiling at them, like, unarmed. I don't think he even had a weapon. Parrish doesn't even really stab him. He just kind of holds a knife up. And he, he falls just, on it. And this is why mom says never roughhouse near the knives. Right. <laughs> this is what happens. Uh, Parrish leads the ambassador up a hillside. Oh, wait, no, this is also a great moment because in my head I was like, I think I just realized how you can tell the bad guy in a Ron Marchini movie. It's the guy he's rude to. <laughs> <laughs> It gets disorienting sometimes, but if he he's giving someone some attitude, that's the bad guy. That's, that's the guy the who's guy. supposed to be bad. If he gets lip. Also, this is the goon that he gets his bracelet and his watch back from. Right. Also, he just stabbed a guy, yellow shirt, immaculate. Yep. <laughs> no not blood. A, not a spot. Not a drop of blood. He has stabbed multiple people. Not a drop of blood. <laughs> yeah, his shirt's made of, like, Teflon. Uh, a gunner spots them and starts just raining bullets on them. On his own base. He's just firing wildly into the base. Just into the base, yep. Yeah. Uh, which seems to be their, like, like invasion strategy, we find out later. Like, just blow up the base and hope you get the guy inside. 
Uh, huge gunfight breaks out. Paco kills like 20 guys. No one can <laughs> no one can hit his giant fat body. So they're just like <laughs> raining bullets and none of them hit him at all. And he is a huge target. He is not a small man. Um, Ambassador and Maria escape into the woods. Dude, and Paco, not only is he like, are they missing him? He is like wrecking shop on guys. He's destroying this entire rebel unit. All by himself. All He's a one-man wrecking crew. Yeah. Uh, then Paco finally <laughs> gets gunned down by Hernandez in one of the most flamboyant deaths ever captured on film. It is absolutely incredible when he gets shot. And he... through this. Okay. <laughs> so you missed it. He gets shot in the chest. He tries to aim, but then... He throws his hands up as if to, like, go, oh, Lord, <laughs> I've been shot. And then he kind of, like, slowly falls like, down. and like, like, wriggles his way down, yeah. Yeah, he falls down the way, like, I wake up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like stretching and, oh, uh, oh. Uh, and he's, like, <laughs> has his hand, like, like this. <laughs> like, like jazz hands? Like jazz hands and kind of stiff. And I love it, dude. That I could, I could talk about that scene for the entire podcast. That is I a fantastic that, that scene, scene all day. Um, yeah, <laughs> I love Paris's reaction too. He just like he just says, gives out a half-hearted like Paco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you doing, Paco? And he's just <laughs> dead. <laughs> um. Hernandez runs off into the woods and into a ca- into the cave. Parrish follows him. We get a shoot-off where Hernandez takes cover behind some tin bowls and plates that just kind of, like, ping. Like, it's just like a rack, like a dish rack with, like, plates and cups and stuff. He's like, Thomas Jane taught me this trick. He said it worked for his daughter. Right. Um, they have a shoot-off, yeah. Hernandez disappears. And then Parrish goes to investigate, and Hernandez pops out with a cavalier sword, right? Like one of those conquistador swords. Mm-hmm. And um, Parrish counters with his katana. Parrish wins this battle and kills him. We think, okay, that's that was an, uh, not a lot of buildup. I mean, there's a lot of buildup, and it was just anticlimactic. It was. Also, it was very uh, good that Martini grabbed a sword. Like yeah. he's like, maybe I need a sword for this little adventure. Or just shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> you pull pull an Indiana Jones and just shoot him. Right. Uh the army descends on the rebel compound. And Parrish rigs the cave to explode, throws a grenade inside, which sets off a off a series of explosions where he just continues to blow up the entire jungle for us with grenades. Like, the whole jungle's exploding. And, like, he's throwing grenades, and they're, like, shooting grenades from a grenade launcher. And it's just, like, explosions everywhere. Like, this was probably, like, 90% of the budget. Easily. Um, Rebels start blowing up their own base, trying to hit Marcini, and they fail. They've just, like, they just keep hitting the buildings he's already left. (laughs) uh, It's like watching a little kid try to play a shooting game. It's like, no, no, don't shoot where they are. Shoot where they're going to be. Shoot where they're going to be. Yeah. It's like Duck Hunt, trying to teach someone Duck Hunt for the first time. Um. Close up of Parrish's rockin' biceps as he shoots rebels with his, like, machine gun. They do that, like, slow motion, but it's, like, just close up to his biceps as oh, they yeah. jiggle. 
Oh, yeah, Joe. Sex appeal, baby. <laughs> Give the ladies what they want. What they're clamoring for. Uh, Parrish then escapes the exploding base, and then they reuse that shot, the close-up. <laughs> um, they didn't even try to make it a different one. It's just the exact same angle, same side. Uh, Parrish takes a moment to bask in the destruction. He just kind of like, sits there. He's like, when you finish building something and you just like look at it, you're like, I did this. Yeah. With my bare hands. Like, I love the smell of gunpowder in the morning. <laughs> uh, a helicopter comes from the distance, but Parrish mm-hmm. has to kill the army guys first. Uh, so he does. Maria and Ambassador reach the, the rescue helicopter. Maria then slow-mo runs like an idiot. <laughs> I knew it was... As soon as she started running in slow motion, I was like, well, this is bad news. This won't be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> but also, she runs terribly oh yeah she's <laughs> in the, in the, level yeah in the tradition of this of this podcast she is a terrible runner and then murdoch's just like okay <laughs> he just starts lining up his shot this is where he gets handed the the sniper rifle like it's a nine iron this is where he's like right he's like and, and yeah it just lines her up and then she's toast uh then parish runs toward her murdoch's like cool two for one yeah <laughs> he's like man i don't even have to move it's perfect. <laughs> but I don't even have to realign the shot. Pops like, uh, k- 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 combo. Yep. Pops Parrish. Uh, he shoots him in the leg, right? Then yeah. Parrish falls on her. And then I said Parrish mourns his beard. Because I'm <laughs> convinced. <laughs> He's still Joe, thinking of Jim back at home. No, Joe. He was going to marry this woman so that he could have sex with her. And he missed the opportunity. That's what uh-huh. he's so obsessed. That's, That's what he's, what he's so upset about. And then we make a lot of fun. Credit where it's due. The shot of this is a great shot. Marcini and Maria in Murdoch's sunglasses. Aviators. Yeah, was that was a cool shot. Very cool. Because they, like, you can see pretty clearly, like, yeah. Parrish, like, getting up. Like, going from mourning to, like, focused on killing Murdoch. It was a yeah. really good shot. And Murdoch, of course, just snipes him in the head and the movie's over, right? Or does he do the dumb thing? Ah, uh, he does the dumb thing because okay. he, well, first we get a heart pumping sound effect. That's how you know something intense is about to happen. As Murdoch reaches for the trigger, Parrish whips out double pistols and guns him down. I don't know why he's reaching for the trigger when the gun is pointed away from Parrish. It's just yeah. like pointed at the ground. And he put he got rid of the um. The, the the sniper rifle he was using because it was a shotgun he was going to shoot Parrish with. So he was up on a ridge with a sniper rifle trained on Parrish. Right. And he's like, well, I can't very well Chris Kyle this guy. I got to, you know, I, I got This has got to be a street fight. And That's then right. he gets he gets killed. He doesn't even get a shot off. He doesn't even get a shot off. Double guns, shoot him in the chest. And then Parrish runs off, shoots more army guys and runs toward the helicopter the ambassador makes it to the helicopter and inexplicably says, I'm staying here. <laughs> you hear that? He's like, I'm staying here. And then I he's like, no, enough. you're not. Yeah, you're <laughs> coming like, with push, us. Pushes him into the helicopter. Uh, the helicopter takes off without Parrish. Okay. Yeah, which is messed up, man. Super messed up. Uh, but actually not when you think that, like, think about where the, where the Americans are at at this point. <laughs> They're like... You know, we gave you a shot to come back. We wiped your record clean in Vietnam, sent you on this super important mission. 
to get like your foot back in the door. What do you do? And now you do this. What do you do the first chance you get? Now you do this. And uh, Joe, this is where I wanted to point out this uh, helicopter uh, N2332G because I was like, I bet this is just registered to some idiot in central the central uh, uh, valley in in California. Yeah. Registered to Nice. California in Nice Incorporated, which is a uh, flight school in San Jose. Oh, okay. Down the street from Mercedes Benz of San Jose, where when I did claims there, that was one of my spots I had to go. So I have been, I know exactly where this helicopter is registered. I have driven past it a hundred times. Nice. Yeah. Nice. A piece of cinema. Classic cinema. Um,. Yes, Parrish watches this helicopter leave. We get kind uh-huh. of like a bird's eye view from the helicopter pulling away. And we see Parrish just kind of watching it. It's like, darn. Then he turns <laughs> around to face. He doesn't even seem to care, really. No, he he's like around, another Vietnam. Another Vietnam. He turns around to face these two army guys. And then he draws his sword from his back. Freeze frame. Close up of sword. A different freeze frame. Freeze frame to freeze frame, and it's it's not zooming in on Marchini, it's zooming in on the sword. <laughs> and Joe, uh, movie over. Not exactly. Narration time. Zach I, says, I love you, Dad. Parrish says, I love you too, Zach. I love you too. And Jim says, I love you too, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> yeah, Jim's like... <laughs> I love you too, Steve. Make sure to wear your jacket. <laughs> your yellow jacket. He's like, take your yellow shirt. You're going to want it. So uh, we get Forgotten Warrior playing over the credits. The one thing to point out here, Zach's credit is just Dax. Dax. <laughs> Dax. Dax. Dax Nicholas is this kid's name, but he's credited as Dax. Just Dax. <sighs> so, Joe, next movie. Perfect setup, baby. What a cliffhanger. Well, the next movie deals with Steve Parrish trying to get home to see Zach. But here's a fun thing, Joe. I've kept this from you. I haven't even teased that I've had this. Mm -hmm. So the summary for the next week's movie, which is what I'm calling Forgotten Warrior, U.S. Warrior 3, Jungle Wolf 2, Return Fire. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just called Return Fire. But it's a direct sequel to this movie. Okay. Here's the description. Steve Parrish returns home to the San Francisco area after his many travails fighting in Central America. All he wants to do is see his young son, Zach. However, gang boss Petroli has it out for Parrish. He sends all the baldest, fattest, oldest goons after Parrish to exterminate him. But Parrish is one dot, 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 clever dot, dot, dot man. Somehow they manage to kidnap Zach. So Parrish teams up with his love interest, Terry, to fight the baddies and save Zach. I'm going to leave it there because there's a little spoilers there. By but, the way, wait, wait, before you go on, Terry, very androgynous name. <laughs> Joe, this is where it gets weird. Okay. Terry is played by Mindy Miller, but she goes by Ty Randolph in some movies. Uh-oh. And I was like, is this a transitioning situation? Joe, this might be one of the first earliest instances of porn star in one of our movies. No way. We got a porn star. I think we got a porn star in one of our movies. Saw a porn star sighting. Judging by the names of the movies that she's in. I'm not 100% certain, but like, uh, 
let's see. Uh, she plays stripper in Private Eye. Okay. Uh, off to a good start. Up to uh, she, oh, you know what? Looking at this, oh, nudity required is the name of the movie. <laughs> That's the one where I was like, oh, I think this is a softcore porn star. Oh wow. Uh, a girl with the million dollar legs. Parentheses non sex role. <laughs> okay as lisa berenger so i think this woman just used aliases for different things that she did for sure yeah so uh yeah it's i because i was like oh is this a transitioning situation but no but next week joe it stars mindy miller as ty randolph ron marcini and the man himself adam west adam west Adam West, baby, he is back. in this one. He's back. He's he's back with Ron Martini. Who the thing that I kept from you, Joe, in that description, it says Steve Parrish (parentheses) the Marchster. <laughs> <laughs> not Ron Martini, the Marchster. They're not even trying to hide that like his friends are involved in making these things. No, like, not at all. The not March Man. Yeah, <laughs> March Madness. The March um, Madness. So, Joe, uh, this movie, so the last few movies we watched, I've I've been dragging just a little bit. I, my yeah. heart wasn't in it a lot. Yeah. This movie, Brought me I, back. Fell, I fell in love with Rob Marchie all over again watching this movie. from Because yeah. from, his movies have a certain level of just self-serving. Yep. Putting 10 minutes of your last movie in this movie. <laughs> Nobody saw. Is just perfect because if you had not seen the last movie forgotten warrior u.s warrior yeah you'd be like who is this woman what is happening but also it can't be zach this kid is is he's not half vietnamese right and it would also just look clunky either way because like he doesn't cut it up in the way that normal memory flashbacks are like cut up where it's like scenes from different scenes like little clips this is just a whole scene <laughs> god it's it'd be like me remembering my wedding day and it like starts with us going to breakfast <laughs> it's just yeah. like uncut the whole, like, whole day down in the cellar and me almost spilling wine on you like that yes. whole deal. <laughs> the whole thing but no not not just like uh us being up at the altar not you and me but you know being at the altar seeing my wife no it would start with that and it would go to like the weird spider we found it's like all day it's all the weird like but it's i loved it it was so self-serving in a, in yep. a very specifically ron martini way where yep. it, it you're like of course you've seen this movie before <laughs> and it's ludicrous right off the bat like the first thing we get the first introduction of martini in this movie is his son calling him on a cb radio in the sky yeah telling him somebody showed up like like he's in the kitchen like washing dishes like yeah. hey dad someone's at the door and then he's like, I'll be there in a few minutes. It's like, no, you're in the sky, dude. You are flying. You will be this nowhere in a few minutes. At least a half hour process. You yeah. get back to the ground. Yeah, I love the kid and just uh, uh, the agent just like chopping it up like the agent's like, so what do you guys do for fun around here? It's like, yeah, what are you, what are you learning in school? <laughs> it's like Legos mostly. He's like, ah, cool, 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 cool. Uh, it's like on the phone with social services because he realizes <laughs> this kid has not been to school. Yeah. But it's the mid '80s, so it can't even be like, "Oh, somebody's calling me on my phone. I'll uh, I'll be right back. I gotta handle adult stuff." Right. right. Yeah. So, all right, we'll leave it there. Um, 
this week's movie was uh, Jungle Wolf. I called it a lot of things. If you want to look it up, it's on YouTube as Jungle Wolf. Um, but it is the second Steve Parrish movie. Next week will be Return Fire Jungle Wolf 2 is the official name. And in a good sign, the uh, poster on IMDb is in Russian. So that's a good sign. Um, that is also on YouTube just as Return Fire. Uh, so if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. We'll be back next week to wrap up Marcini Madness before we turn to Ape Roll. And uh, with uh, Return Fire Jungle Wolf 2. So for Joe, this is Jeff. Take care. Thanks for listening. And uh, Joe, you have a good one. Take us out, Snaker. He's waiting. He be waiting. (laughs) He be waiting. But that one.